0: We are just a few days away for some Washington Nationals baseball, and I am here to tell you that just because we won't be a winning team doesn't mean there's no excitement in the air. In fact, I think there is a ton of excitement about this team. I'll tell you all about that after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my passion for the Nationals in the podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day for any team, any market, Locked On Podcast We got you covered. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in all caps in the game. And guys, finally. Baseball season is just around the corner. We are just about three days away from opening day. And let's be honest, we aren't expecting a winning team. You and I, we know what the expectations are for this year. 70 wins, I'll be thrilled. 70 wins, that is kind of my goal. But that's for another day. Today, I need to talk to you guys about how there is excitement with this Nationals team. And let's start by basing this team up. We aren't expecting a winning season, let alone to win 80 games. And when you look at that team, we know the talent isn't fully there. But guys, there is young talent on this roster, whether you believe it or not, that will be on the next postseason team for the Nationals. CJ Abrams. Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Kiber Ruiz, Cade Cavalli, and maybe even Luis Garcia. And who knows? There's some bullpen pieces in there. Let's take a look at the 2012 Washington Nationals, for example. The first postseason team for the Nationals, and we had some good times with that team. Good memories. We all do remember that. The Nats were a losing org up until 2012. And the core of that team came before 2012. You may ask, where are you going with this, Ryan? Well, Ryan Zimmerman debuted in 2005. Ian Desmond debuted in 09. Steven Strasburg in 2010. Jordan Zimmerman debuted in 2009. Those very important pieces to that postseason team were on the same roster that had no postseason chance. You can find beauty in the struggle for this Nationals team. And not just this one, but as I said in 2012, with all those pieces who weren't just called up to the majors instantly like Bryce Harper, who wasn't a shoe in to be the third baseman like Anthony Rendon. The Nationals have young talent to this team that will be part of that next postseason run for the Nationals. And here's the thing about it. We know that this organization has talented prospects in here. We know the Nationals have a ton of farm talent who may not be ready just in time yet. But you see, it's tough to place expectations on this organization when they're in a complete rebuild. And yes, we are in a complete rebuild. I think we know that by now. But also, it continues throughout the tenure for the Washington Nationals. And what continues, you may ask, the development for those young prospects. You're going to see guys like Robert Hassel, who knows, maybe even Jackson Rutledge, Cole Henry, make their debuts this season. And some may not be thrilled with what you will be getting out of them. Some may wonder, is this guy the real deal or not? But guys... Development doesn't just stop when you get to the major leagues. It continues to develop. And in fact, some people and some GMs even believe that the development part of a prospect, of a CJ Abrams, of a Keybert Ruiz, Josiah Gray, continues into the major leagues. So you may be asking where you're going with this. Where am I going with this? Well, I'm lucky enough to say that I got to see Jordan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman, Steven Strasburg, Michael Morse, Ian Desmond, all those guys, those core teams throughout the 2010s win and compete. And most importantly, I saw them develop over time. I got to see that process into what made them an all-star caliber player, which all four of those guys were all-star caliber players. And lots of people forget about the development of For the rest of the core of the Nationals, because you sign guys like Jason Worth in 2011, you call up a Bryce Harper in 2012, you get an Anthony Rendon in the 2012 draft. I'm glad I get to say I watched those guys develop when it wasn't the cool thing to do. Because in 2012, when the Nationals started to get good again, it was real easy to fill up Nationals Park. It was really easy to put them on Sunday Night Baseball over on ESPN. But now, with not a lot of expectations, and some people equivalent excitement with wins, not me, I look at the development of these players, and what is most important, in my opinion, is the development at the major league level. Because you see guys like Carter Keboom, who were first round picks, and who were successful down in the minor leagues, once they get to the major leagues, guess what? It's not as easy as you think. Some guys flounder. Some may just not even make it in general. Some may even struggle in the minor leagues and then get the call up to the major leagues and outshoot all the expectations that they had. Well, I think this team right now, this Washington Nationals team, is the beginning of the process for that next postseason team. You get to watch all these guys develop mold together and be a part of that next core for the Washington Nationals. That is the exciting part about this Nationals team. Don't just say we're the worst team in baseball. We have no talent. We do have talent. You can make the argument that the core of the next postseason team is already on this roster. You could say you have your top three pitchers set and ready to go with Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, and Cade Cavalli, who's out for the year with Tommy John surgery. You could say that you have your next future closer with Hunter Harvey, a next setup guy with Mason Thompson. And who knows with Kyle Finnegan and what his future holds. And then then again, Tanner Rainey coming back at some point this season off Tommy John surgery as well. So don't just look at the win column and say, this team's not exciting. Because you're going to see a ton of growth from the main important pieces to the puzzle. And most importantly, you will get to see these guys develop and turn into real pros before it's the cool thing to do. It was really cool to have Bryce Harper on the Nationals and then all of a sudden be good. But we know that it wasn't just from calling up Bryce Harper that that was the missing piece. The development of those core players for the Nationals had been going on for years and years and years. Obviously, Bryce Harper helped. Obviously, getting a healthy Steven Strasburg helped in 2012. But that just wasn't it. The Nationals, they didn't really need all that much of talent coming up throughout the minor leagues, but they did because they developed their own guys. And also, not even to mention, you have some surprising pieces that will help you down the line like a Michael Morse, who wasn't really that highly touted of a prospect, the Nationals trade for him, and guess what? One of the best hitters for the Nationals teams in 2011 and then 2012 as well. You never know with what these teams will do. The surprising factors of a Michael Morse, the development of an Ian Desmond, the leadership of a Ryan Zimmerman, all that stuff matters. And all of it doesn't get overlooked by real baseball fans. We will find the excitement in this team. It's right in front of us. Don't worry about the wins. Look at these players individually and get excited about it. Because I am. C.J. Abrams, Keybert Ruiz. These are guys who should be, and probably will be, big pieces to the Washington Nationals moving forward. So I just don't really get lost up And the whole wins and losses for this Nationals team. They got me a World Series. They went all in for a decade. I don't need to win right now. I can watch this team develop and set us up for a next decade run under Mike Rizzo. Because I trust him. And if he's the one making the decisions, then guess what? I'm all in for it. All in. And also, I'm glad I get to say I watched all of that. All of the rebuilding that the Nationals did, and it was a ton. But at the end of the day, I'm just glad to say that I did because I got to see those guys develop and go through all the struggles. So now, I talked about why you should be excited, but what in particular am I excited about? And maybe we'll share the same values of what we're excited about because there are multiple different things, not only just the young guys, there's some older guys as well that I'm excited about. We'll get to that, but before, let me tell you guys about my friends over at Ultimate Baseball GM. And guys, Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great Major League GM. As it turns out, it's not all that easy. And let's be honest, the MLB hosts over at Locked On, we are in a competition right now, and your boy, me, I've been fired already. I have not done too well, so let me say this. Mike Grizzo, I give you a lot of credit because doing this job is hard, but it is so much fun to actually put together a team of your own. You get to hire different coaches, different pitchers, and you get to implement your own strategies. It's literally like being a GM for the major league team, whatever one you want. It could be the Nationals. It could be the Phillies or the Diamondbacks. It doesn't matter. You get to hire your coaches. You get to hire and fire players. You get to cut. You get to trade. It's that much fun. And Locked On Nationals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm. .com, Ultimate Baseball Jam. Start your dynasty today. And guys, we are getting back into it as I kind of pitched out why Nationals fans should be excited about this upcoming team. Now it's time to get into what in particular am I excited about. First and foremost, I think it's C.J. Abrams' development this year. C.J. Abrams, you saw him when he got called up in around mid-August. He was the starting shortstop for the Padres basically for the whole year with Fernando Tatis out with a serious injury, obviously. Then he got suspended after C.J. Abrams was traded to the Nationals. Here's my thing with C.J. Abrams. He's got a plus hit tool. Maybe some Nationals fans didn't really get to see that last year, but that is what he has. And you've seen it in times with the Padres and also with the Nationals. As we said, C.J. Abrams was one of the Nationals' better hitters outside of the early stretch of August, but into September and October, Joey Meneses was the best hitter for the Nationals. And behind that, I would probably say C.J. Abrams, just for his hit tool. And again, as a 21-year-old, who is traded from the West Coast to the East Coast, which, by the way, people oversee that. Getting traded from the West Coast to the East Coast is very different. If you just move in general, it is a hard thing to adjust to, especially when you're only 21 years old. So with C.J. Abrams, this is the stuff that I am excited about to watch this year. Can he tap into some power? Can he get that slugging percentage up? And get those extra base hits because he's not really a home run guy. He's not a home run threat the way that Trey Turner has developed to be. But also, if this guy hits a ball into the gap, in any stretch of the imagination in left center or right center, he could stretch this into a double. And if he finds the gap and it goes to the wall, it's going to be a triple most of the time, in my opinion. Especially if out of the gates, this guy is running. Also, another thing that I loved about C.J. Abrams last year, when he didn't really hustle on a ball outside the box the last year against the Atlanta Braves, Davey Martinez benched him. He responded well, and ultimately the next day he came out, hit a walk-off for the Nationals, and that's really kind of when you started to see him take off from that stance. But with C.J. Abrams, this is the stuff that I look into it. How big of a menace can this guy be? on the base path, especially with these new rules. I've been talking about it. I think C.J. Abrams will benefit the most from these new rules getting into any sort of territory on base. He's going to be a problem. You can't just throw back at him every single time anymore. You can't just stick him on, especially if you've already thrown over two times in an at-bat. He's going to be gone if you already take those two, at, two chances to throw back. Because that'll be interesting to see. If pitchers do try to pick him off, if catchers do, what will they be doing? Because they're going to be setting themselves up for a big disaster, in my opinion. That's the type of problems that C.J. Abrams can create on the base path. But also, this is not really a prediction. I will have my predictions later in this week. But can he even get in the zone of being a gold glove shortstop? Because I believe that his defensive tool, whilst a lot of people tout about it, I think it should be up there even more, just the athlete that he is. In the plays that he made last year, what can he do now with a full 162-game season coming in healthy? Yes, he had those back issues earlier in spring training, but he seems fine. He seems perfectly fine. Can he contend for a gold glove with all the web gems that this guy makes? Because, again, he's 22 years old. This kid's young. He's going to be developed over time. He's gotten a little bigger. He's put some muscle on. So now it's time to put it all together and see what he can do. Another thing that I'm excited about is Keybert Ruiz proving his worth. Obviously, he got a contract extension this offseason. I don't care what anyone says. The Nationals can't lose that contract. The contract that Kiber signed is a steal for this organization. He could be flat out bad. And it wouldn't really make that big of a difference for the Nationals. But he did get an extension at the end of the day. So can he prove that he is worth that extension? And I say yes. And this is how I look at it. If he is simply just a defensive catcher, this deal is worth it. But Here's the thing with Ruiz, he does have talent at the plate. You've seen it over time in the minor leagues to where this guy does have power. Even in his limited stint back in 2021 in the majors, you saw more of that power than what we saw just last year. I think Keybet Ruiz does take a step up at the plate this year, whether it be hitting for a better average or hitting for more power. I would much rather see the latter and have him hit for more power, because that's what he is, and that's what we need off them. We need a power hitter. Joey Manessas last year came up huge in the second half for the Nationals. Kiba Ruiz can also do the same exact thing. He's not going to be as damaging, maybe, as Joey Manessas, but the potential is there for him to hover around in 800 OPS at least. Get a slugging percentage up to 430. Something around that. That's where I would get excited for with Keybert Ruiz. That's what I would be excited for, rather. Keybert Ruiz is an exciting prospect. A lot of people don't really like to talk about him because we do have some newer, flashy guys in the system, but Ruiz is no longer a prospect. He is the franchise catcher, what I call him. So now it's just time to prove his worth. Also, Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore last year, and this is where this is a prediction. I'll get more into this, like I said, later in the year. Mackenzie Gore, I believe, is the ace of this staff. I believe that when he is on, he is the best pitcher that the Nationals have, both in the bullpen and in the starting rotation. Honestly, I don't really think it's that close. And it's not a knock on Josiah Gray or Cade Kabali, Trevor Williams, or God forbid, Patrick Corbin, but I think it's because Mackenzie Gore is that talented. And people just forget about what he can and can't be. Yes, he did get rocked around a couple times in spring training, but he also looked really good at times. And yes, the ERA wasn't too great. But hey, it's spring training. Josiah Gray had a .5 ERA this spring. Is he going to have a .5 ERA in the regular season? Probably not. But Mackenzie Gore, the stuff that he brings to the table, being a southpaw, being someone who is a chippy pitcher, which I like to call it, I think that is something to be excited about for this Nationals team. But before we end today's show, it's opening day week, there are always fun events, and also, the Nationals have added some new food and other vendor items at Nationals Park, I'm going to get you guys caught up to speed on that because I think it is actually wildly interesting what they have done. But before we do that, I have to tell you guys about my friends over at built bar and the built March madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff and now's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for the coconut puffs and it is that simple. I love the Coconut Puffs, and if you want the Nationals to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. So support your team, support your Bar or Puff, and when you vote for your favorite Bar or Puff, you'll be entered into a drawing when there are 50 Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, Locked On fans will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Builts. Best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the press boat best protein bar ever, and they're so amazing, you won't think they're even good for you, but they are. Run to BiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. So we are a Nationals podcast after all. Most of the time, 98% of the time, we talk baseball. Strictly baseball for all the nerds out there, including myself. But I also like food. And I love ballpark food at Nationals Park. I think Nationals Park is actually a great ballpark food spot. So here's my thing. I want to get over opening day week and catch you up today on all the latest things because the Nationals had their media day last Friday. There were some new food announcements, and I'm kind of excited about a few of these, but there's also some beer news that I think some beer drinkers at Nats games will love to see. But first, tomorrow is a really cool opportunity for Nationals fans to go over to the Nats gala tomorrow night at the Wharf. Starts around 5 o'clock, I believe, after the Yankees exhibition game. I've been there in 2019. It's a free event. You can go. I will be there for the Grant and Danny show. Come on by. We will be there broadcasting live from 106.7 The Fan at the Brighton. It's a really cool red carpet event. You get to go meet Mike Rizzo. You get to see some players and their family. It is a really cool event right on the water, right with a bunch of yachts there. It's a really cool event. Come by, meet some of the new Nationals, and get to see them right before the season. It's just a really cool opportunity, I think, to meet a lot of people, and especially in the Nationals community. It's a tight-knit community. So you'll be able to meet some fans, meet some family members of the team, meet a brother or a sister from the family. It doesn't matter. You will meet people, and it'll be a fun time. Take some pictures. Wear your Nats gear. It's a great time. I definitely recommend you guys come on out at the Wharf. It's a fun time. And hey, if you love the podcast... Come say hi to me. I'll be with Grant and Danny tomorrow. 106.7 The Fan will be there live at the Brighton. It'll be a fun time. Here's the food stuff that I really care about. The Nationals have opened a Capo Deli in Section 107. So you can now get a sub at the game. You can now get a sub at the game. I'm a sandwich guy. This is the best news ever. I don't care what anyone says. You can now get an Italian sub at the game. In your seat, eating a delicious Capo Deli sub that all of Washington, D.C. should know about that deli because it's one of the better ones. And if you've never had an Italian sandwich from there, I feel bad. It is so good. Section 107, it's actually replaced. Some people will be pissed about this. It's replaced Hard Times Cafe, though. So, I was never a big Hard Times Cafe guy, but I can get down with the Capo Deli. And if you're going to replace Hard Times Cafe, which I know was a staple to some within the Nationals community, you better replace it with a sandwich shop, and that's what they did. So, I can't wait for that sandwich shop. I know I'll be camping there at least once a week, getting a little sub at the game. Also, for the beer drinkers, I said I got you guys. I said I got the details for you, and I do. The Nationals have added four, not one, not two, not three, but four grab-and-go beer markets, which is now way less of a wait time than waiting for a beer guy or waiting in the Nats dog section or waiting in line in general. It's a grab-and-go beer market in four different locations inside Nationals Park. Now, I don't have the details of where they are, but I'm sure they'll be scattered around all over the place. And what's the big deal about it? Well, with faster game times, in slower, or not slower, faster in between pitches, and less time wasted, there's also less time wasted waiting in line for a beer, or a dog, whatever it may be. You can now just go into those grab-and-go markets, and you can pay for yourself. Nationals, good job with that stuff because now I don't have to wait and miss baseball time because I'm there to watch the game. I don't want to be waiting in a line anymore. So I'm glad they took that and took advantage of it because we don't really want to wait in lines anymore. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Don every day as they bring you the best, Fantasy Draft Strategies, and find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every day. And guys, we are so close to baseball, so damn close. Go Nationals. I can't wait for the season. I hope today got you a little excited for what this season could be because also, I know I've said this a lot today. Don't look at the win column. Look at the individual success that this team will have. We know we got holes on the team. We understand that. But this season ain't about that. It's about drafting and developing. The two D's from Ryan Clary. I'm Ryan Clary from Locked On Nationals.